You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It was six days ago that the Rangers had the highest of highs, Game 7 at the Garden. Down 3-2, six minutes to go. We've got major trouble. Well, Zibanejad with the goal. To overtime we go. Panarin, the game winner. Unbelievable. Rangers win 4-3. And you know what? Here's the issue. Is And I think, th- I think this is fair to say, and I don't think this is an indictment on anybody. I think Carolina is the better team. I don't think it's a, a tremendous margin. I think Carolina is the, the better team, right? If you had to say put a percentage on it, I don't know, 60-40, 65-35, right? A little bit better team. Not dominating, but a little bit better. And when you have an opportunity, like you did in game one, and you're the Rangers, and you let that slip away, I don't know that you ever get another chance to, to rebound. Now, last night, very frustrating. And I'll tell you what, so it, it drives me mad. And here's the thing. And I don't know if you're like this. I, I'm the worst when it comes to this. I'll make like a deal with the devil. And then I go back on my word. It's like, all right, just let me beat Pittsburgh. You get into the second round. Whatever happens, happens. I, I, can, I can sign on for that. And the second they drop the puck for game one, it's as if I have no idea that I've ever made that kind of a verbal agreement. And I'm right back to the same lunatic with any team I root for. The worst one was 2007, the Giants. I was like, let me just beat the Cowboys. And I swear to God, God, I, I, I look up at you. If we lose to the Packers in Lambeau Field, I can deal with that. The second that game starts, I can't deal with it at all. Same thing. Let me just go to the Super Bowl. Let me just, just to go, just to, to get a taste of the Super Bowl. New England's so much better. The two touchdown favorites. The second that game starts. So I am, I am the worst. But the Rangers get by the Penguins. They blow game one. They, they, I thought they were okay last night, right? First period gets by longer. The game is tied a little better for the Rangers, right? Shesterkin playing well. Rangers getting very few shots on goal. Panarin very quiet. Kreider very quiet, right? The kid line again, your best line. Then they get a, they get a double minor drawn. They're going to have a four-minute power play. And at that moment, I'm watching the game with my kids. And I said, all right, guys, here's the dream is a goal in the first two minutes a second power play, and another goal. So there's a chance we walk out of this thing with, with a 2 nothing lead as we hit the late stages of the second period. Not in my wildest nightmares that I think we'd be trailing one nothing and shorthanded by the time the four minutes expired. But that's exactly what happened. Now, I, 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 here's, the, here's the good news. I thought the Rangers were done in round one. All right, I, I thought they were dead and buried. You don't come back from 3-1. You don't look good. You didn't look like the better team. And you fall behind 2-0 game five. All right, you know what? It, it, it's over. We'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Come back. Game six, down 2 nothing. Come back. Game seven, down. Come back. So they're a resilient bunch. And I know the old adage of a series is not over until, or the, you know, there's no real damage in a series until you've lost a home game. So they haven't done that. But I look at what the Rangers are right now. I, I don't know how you can feel great about it. I mean, there's going to be energy tomorrow at the Garden. But you need your, your upper echelon guys to play like upper echelon guys. And, and they just, they haven't. I mean, Panarin, look, look, I don't know if he's hurt. You know, that's what you love in hockey, right? Like the, the, uh, the series ends and then you find out, like, he was playing with a punctured lung. This guy had a, a torn rotator cuff from, from, you know, game two. 
Barclay Goodrow had a broken ankle. So, again, I, I think it's very, very frustrating. Um, Carolina's not great. They're good. They play their game well. And, you know, shorthanded goal, beautiful pass from Ajo. Uh, Brendan Smith with the, uh, with the goal, and the Rangers fall behind one nothing. Then they do a great job killing off a five-on-three, but it doesn't matter because did you ever – and this is the thing that's so frustrating to me. So you, you end the second period in game one, and the Rangers are holding on now for dear life to try to win that game, and, and they can't. And they can't, right? And then game two – they're trailing one nothing, and I don't know, maybe it's me, maybe you would agree. I never got the feeling they were going to tie that game, ever, ever. So it's a frustrating Saturday morning. Now you get game three tomorrow afternoon, a little matinee, 3.30, 3 o'clock pregame right here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm sure the Garden will be rocking. I'm sure people are going to be in, in, insane and, and completely into this game, but you got to go out there and you got to take care of your business. You know, you're not going to do what you did against Pittsburgh. You're not going to fall behind 3-1 and then have to win two games in Carolina and one game in New York against that team. It's not going to happen. So really, are they must-wins? No. Like, the actual letter of the law is they're not must-wins until if you lose the game, your season is over. If the Rangers lose tomorrow, for all intents and purposes, their season is over. You can't, you're not going to come back from down 3 nothing. So you have to win tomorrow and you have to win on Tuesday and then, and then you have a chance. But you know what? You had your chance. And that, to me, is what's so frustrating. You had your chance. You're two and a half minutes away from taking home ice away from this team, who, mind you now, is 6-0 and at home. And they're led by every player that was a Ranger. Right? If it's D'Angelo, if it's Ronta, if it's, it's Brendan Smith, Faust, uh, you name them, they got them. It's frustrating. They're a good team. And right now, the big guns. And that's, that's all you want, right? I want my best players to play their best in the biggest moments. Well, that's not happening right now. It's not. Kako's not supposed to be your best offensive player. Lafreniere, Heedle, these are not supposed to be the guys that create all your chances. Where is Kreider? Where is Panarin? Where is my power play? Now, to their credit, you didn't hear a lot of, oh, God, we're in trouble. I'm telling you. I would, I would be the wor- like the worst coach. I would lose my marbles after everything. Watching my team play like that for two games, I'd be like, unacceptable. We got to be better. Well, Gallant, just kind of like matter-of-factly, we'll be better. I know we will. It's okay. Truba, the same. Vitrano, the same. But very, very frustrating. So, obviously, a, a heavy Rangers day. 1-800-919-3776. Um... You know, it's funny. It's like God was like, all right, guys, here's what I'm going to do for you. All you all you Rangers fans out there, Mets, uh, I'm going to have snow in Colorado, so the Mets will be called off. Yankees fans, um, storm. So you won't have to worry about the Yankees either. And and it'll just be the Rangers, and now your Rangers go out, and they can't put the puck in the net. They've played, I don't know the exact number of minutes in the series, right? Two full games and what, like five minutes of overtime? So something in the range of 125 minutes, they have one goal. Now, mind you, they have one goal, and that goal came, what, five minutes into the first game? So you're literally looking at the Rangers haven't scored a goal in in pretty much like two full hockey games. It's hard to win in this league if you don't score goals. So we will do a lot of Rangers, 1-800-919-3776. We will certainly get into the Mets and... 
boy, I- I'm just like looking at the calendar. Like, like, how do I get myself as a Mets fan to l- late June, early July? How-, how do I go from where I am now to get there? And and again, I'm, here's the nice thing. Uh, Dodgers lose again. Uh, Dodgers uh, win. They-, they beat the Phillies last night. So I think the number this morning is what? Seven and a half? Right, right in that range of seven and a half in the National League. It is seven and a half over Atlanta. Seven and a half over Philadelphia, eight over Miami. It was not a huge concern anyway. And Washington is done at 13 back. So the Mets have done a great job getting to May 21st with a great lead in this division. But now you don't have Scherzer, and now you don't have McGill, and you still don't have DeGrom. And now if you look at their upcoming schedule for the next, I don't know, through the end of June, it's daunting. I mean, you, you got the Giants starting next week. And that's why when you play like Colorado this weekend, which is not a pushover, and you get a doubleheader today, the split doubleheader today, like what, 340 and, and 840, something like that, 340 and 810 maybe. You, I mean, you, you, just, you, can't, you just can't fall out of things. You can't, you can't go like 2 and 9 in your next 11. Just, just tread water. Give me like 5 and 6 in your next 11. So I, I asked Rick this yesterday. I think he's dead on. When you get, because the, the schedule is all brutal. Right, it's 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 San Francisco. Um, then you have a little rest, but you have, you have um, Philadelphia and Miami at home, and then you go to the Dodgers, you go to the Padres, you go to the Angels, you're home for the Brewers. Like a really daunting schedule. Um, when you finish that Brewers series, which I think is like June seventeenth, right, right in that range, where where you're seven and a half now, where do you need to be? You just can't lose the whole thing. And he said four, and I think he's he's right there. If you're any better than four, when you get to the end of that Brewers series at home on June 17th, you've done yeoman's, yeoman's work. So, Mets, again, you want to tread water because you don't have – think about what they're going with right now. You're the best pitcher in baseball, you don't have him. A top – I don't know, you tell me, five, seven pitcher in all of baseball, you don't have him. A guy that was sensational early stages of the season, Tyler McGill – you don't have him. Trevor May, and I don't certainly love Trevor May by any stretch, but he's, a, he's a, a respectable arm out of the bullpen. You don't have him. And now you have a daunting schedule. So you know what? The offense, which has been quiet um, aside from probably Alonzo and Nimmo and maybe McNeil, but Lindor, Dom Smith, you know, some, some of these guys, uh, Canna, Escobar, it's time for them to step up. So Mets certainly on the table. 1-800-919-3776. And then, and then the Yankees uh, didn't play last night. They'll have two tomorrow with the White Sox. One today, two tomorrow. And I I, I can't believe that the Yankees, all, all, like they, they're 28 and 10. They're rolling. They look unbelievable. The game ends on Thursday and uh, Gallo and Hicks and what are we going to do? Find find me the perfect team. Really, go go find me. I mean, do you love your first baseman? Yes. Are, are you happy with your second baseman? Yes. Is the shortstop been terrific? Yes. Third base is good? Yes. Catching doesn't hit, but do they defend? And timely hits? Yes. Right fielder? I mean, maybe the best player in the world right now. Center fielder? Well, he's not great. Left fielder? Also not great. But let's put the perfect lineup. Perfect lineup. Right fielder Stanton. You love him now. Center fielder's Judge. You love him. Starting pitching. You love that. Bullpen. Unbelievable. 
and yet you still have to sit here and, and listen to the Yankees fan? Well, I don't like Gallo. Well, I don't think he's good. And Hicks stinks. Well, you know what? Cashman's made a mistake. And I bet you if you got him behind closed doors and said, Brian, Aaron Hicks, he'd say, I made a mistake. He's not what I thought he'd be. I signed him to a long-term deal, and he's not what, he th- what I thought he would be. Gallo, let, let's be fair. And you, you hate to be awful, and I know I'm a talk show host, and I'm supposed to be opinionated. Joey Gallo, right now, stinks. He does. I mean, he, there's not a piece of his game that's going well. But I, I, I mean, really? Uh, this is your complaint? You're 28-10. and 10. You wonder why there are so many people that, that can't stand the Yankees? Because it's such an entitled, and I, I don't point my finger at everybody, but there are a lot of entitled Yankees fans out there. Your team is sensational. You're running away with the division. You've almost clinched a playoff spot. You have nothing to worry about. Sit back, relax. There's going to be time to freak out. There's going to be time to stress. When you get to October and you're in a short series and the pressure's on you, that will be the time. This right now, not the time. So Yankees on the table, Mets on the table, Rangers and the frustration that they were last night also on the table. Stump Rothenberg, 1030. Your calls all morning. By the way, have you seen what the forecast is for today? I mean, you hydrate now. Have, have you seen? It, it's supposed to be 94 degrees this afternoon. So be careful. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. And then, Ty, do you know what's happening? Uh, I said good morning to you. How are you, Ty? What's going on, buddy? I'm feeling fantastic today. How about you? How's, how's that humanly possible? Uh, because, I mean, with the with the way the Rangers just you know went to the fetal position last night. Well, a couple couple different ways you can look at it. You can say that uh, you are a uh, a caco open net shot goal away from this series being even, and you completely feeling different headed into a game three. Or you can say but that didn't that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right. But I'm saying you were that close. Yeah, like, well, that's what makes it even more painful. The series is two zero, but it, it it's it, it's a lot closer than two zero. And not that it counts, but as well, a Ranger what, fan. What, what does that do for me? That you like, feel, I'll, I'll, what, what, what's the series score right now? It's, it's 2-0, but okay. you can have confidence that your team can get a win. Just focus on Game 3. Can you win Game 3? Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, uh, the series is on the verge of being tied. You come out in Game 4 and, and compete the way you can. You can hang with this team. Oh, yeah. This is not a team that's far superior to you. Yeah, you can with hang that. with them. So don't, I mean, don't go giving up like you did last series. No, but you know what? It's, 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 first of all, I'm very emotional. Like I'm, I'm unbelievably emotional. I'm not giving up. I'm just telling you, it's, it's a to win four out of five against a team that I think it's fair to say is probably a little better than you is kind of a daunting task. It is. It's tough because you, after watching the first two periods of Game One, you felt, I mean, you felt pretty good. But since then, they've thoroughly they scored. They've, they've outplayed. They've one goal. <laughs> they've thoroughly outplayed you. So that's one what I said. goal there, in two plus games. There are multiple ways you can look at this. I, I would tend to go with the optimistic side and say, "Hey, man, we're, we're Kako. Like, if you give him that Kako, shot, Kako, by Kako. The way. I'm sorry. Kako, if you give him okay. that shot, five hundred times. He if, makes if, what four ninety nine exactly. And that, but that's you know, but that's the one. Why? Why do I always have to witness the one? Why? Why can't in practice like, oh, guys, that was the one. I missed it. <laughs> 
he that shot he's got to make it, man. It's the postseason. Like there are certain in basketball, it, does, shots it doesn't you it make. doesn't matter. Postseason, regular season, preseason, scrimmage, like whatever. That that was a that's a layup. Yeah, it's a shot you got to make. It's like Jimmy Butler takes the ball to the basket and and there's no come. one near him and it's just like okay, Jimmy, put it in the basket. <laughs> that that's what that was. So look, I mean, game three tomorrow, get a win, and then all of a sudden it's a different series. Uh, very different series. Now, we gave away tickets. Do you know this, Ty? We gave away pairs. Not like a pair. Pairs and pairs of Rangers tickets yesterday on the K-Show for Game 3. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. Do you know what we're doing on Monday? What's that? Oh, hmm. Let's see. My show, DPHO Rothenberg, pairs. Pairs and pairs of tickets to the Rangers and Hurricanes Game 4. And then if you don't win those... The K-Show will also have multiple pairs of tickets for Game 4 on Monday afternoon. So you're saying 98.7 on, e- on Monday is a must-listen day. Well, here's what I would say. I would say 98.7 ESPN is consistently must-listen to. I would say maybe a scooch more on Monday than maybe most other days. Now, did you hear... Um K going after you because he felt like you know you gave he's a the, baby. He you maybe you're not as deserving as him of, of you know going to a Ranger game. See ya. Did I hear Michael K acting like the victim again? Yes, I did. How do you feel about that? I, what do I care? I hugged hard I, bodies the other night. I didn't stand in the way of Michael getting tickets to to Game Seven. But it's more hey, so. Let, that, let me ask you a question. Wasn't wasn't Michael on the road in Chicago against the White Sox for Game Seven? I believe so, but so, I think he was trying to go to Game Five when when um, he was actually in town or could have been in town. All right, so how does that affect me? Like, what have I done to wrong Michael that he couldn't go to the game? I don't know. I, I, maybe you were just um, collateral damage. It, it wasn't. It wasn't about you. It was just like, how could Dave uh, be? Well, someone how could Dave? Dave? Dave's a bigger Rangers fan than Michael. Fair, right? I mean, it's not even up for debate. Hey, Dave's buddy, a hey. bigger Rangers fan than Michael. That's how. I don't know. He was taking shots at you. I just wanted to hear you. Because he's yourself. envious that I that I you know I I wanted to go and I got a ticket to go and and he couldn't. And it was a marvelous experience. I saw. Oh, you, you know what's so funny? What an experience! <laughs> and that's what's so amazing about sports. Sunday night, you 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 couldn't feel any better as a Rangers fan. Friday night, you feel like you, you have you like uh, you know your bowels are being ripped out. So I'm watching that game. I watched the uh, the the overtime goal scored, and the first thing I thought it's amazing. The first thing I thought was, I wonder what it would have been like in the suite to experience that with Dave Rothenberg. I go to social media, and bam, because RJ is elite at what he does. Elite has your reaction. Why wear pants? <laughs> I was, I mean, fanatical. It was excited, amazing. fanatical, dancing, prancing, hugging, every you name it, it was happening in the suite. The I thing, was fat at one point. The only thing that you couldn't get was someone to uh, go have pizza with you after the uh, after the well, game. No, no, no. They agreed to go get pizza. By the way, who says no to pizza? Right? Would you agree with that? If I if I turn to you or Jake and say, guys, we're going to get pizza and it's on me. Aren't you really a questionable individual if you respond, no, I don't want pizza? I, unless you have to be up at 1.30 a.m. the next day to, to get ready for the show. But yes, oh, okay. I, would, fair, I would. Fair, fair point, but let me retort to that fair point. He went anyway. Oh. Yeah. And it just it's didn't... not like I can't go because I'll be exhausted if I, if I you know, don't get any sleep. I'll go. I just don't want pizza. 
<laughs> what was his reason? He just didn't want to eat. He the just pizza. didn't want pizza. Maybe he didn't. He felt uncomfortable with you buying him pizza. Why? Just because you know you, you I'm a generous to... sort. You're a wealthy man. I wouldn't go that far. So yeah, I mean, you know what's so frustrating is last Sunday you felt like like a million bucks, and that that's what sports will do to you. Sports will crush you. It is, and I've said this forever. Like people watch survivor the bachelor bachelorette or anything and like oh that's the best reality show there is or american idol when i like american idol that's the oh what a, what a reality show it's the it's the best no not is that even close sports is far and away the best reality show ever experienced it's amazing i mean you can go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows like that like that and that's what we've seen from the Rangers. And, and, and look at the Mets, too. I mean, you're rolling along. Scherzer's in the fifth inning. You feel great. You know, DeGrom, whenever he comes back, all of a sudden, Scherzer, I got to get out of the game. And, and now you don't feel nearly the same about the Mets as you did. And then you think to yourself, well, it'll be a week, maybe two, maybe, maybe if we push it three. Six to eight? That's an extended period of time. And then I have to have the Yankees fans go, oh, Gallo stinks. I can't believe we have to deal with him. And it's awful. And Aaron Hicks. And, oh, what a disaster. You're 28 and 10. 28 and 10. Yeah, but, Dave, I mean, that's not fair to compare oh, circumstances. Fair. No, the Yankees and Mets fans, like, look at things differently and, and through different prisms. The Yankee fan is already projecting to October. Because like as 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 exciting as this season is, and I'm gonna sound spoiled, but no, and you're right, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. As exciting as exciting as this season is, we saw in 2018 they won 103 games, losing the first round. We saw in 2019 win 100 games, losing round two. So it's not like we're going to be seduced by regular season success. Nor should you. It's, but you also shouldn't, as well as this club is playing, you absolutely shouldn't be horrified at, at what Gallo and Hicks are doing. It's not. It's, it's hard. Oh, it's, I mean, it's come hard, on. But here, so here's the thing, Dave. Like it, and, I, and I made this point to Anita the other day. It would almost be better for Gallo and Hicks if the entire offense had struggled. Because now when you compare what Judge, Stanton, and LeMahieu are doing to those guys, it just looks much worse. So, like, those guys are just mashing, and then Hicks and Gallo are completely lost. Completely so lost. it would almost be better if everyone was struggling. Yeah, but it's, it not, it's not like everyone is mashing. Conspicuous. I mean, LeMahieu's not mashing, and Glaber's not mashing. They're just, they're just functional. Exactly. Right, Gallo and Hicks are, are not even functional I at think this point. you could have a more productive at-bat. Like, if the Yankees called you up today and said, we need you to bat in the fifth inning, I think you could be more productive than Joey Gallo. I don't Gallo. know about that. I'm, I'm very I have uncertain. So about much that. confidence in you. I appreciate that. Uh, this portion of the Dave Rothenberg Show, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is live in New Jersey. Visit superbook.com for all the latest odds and promotions. Have a problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right. So let's take a break. Now we've said good morning to Ty. Good morning, Ty. Good morning, David. Uh, we have Stump Rothenberg, 10 30. A lot of your calls uh, thrown in today. Um, have I told you about the new app? So here's the thing. It's going to be hot today. You're going to want to be outside today, and you take us with you wherever you go. Go to the App Store. Type in ESPN New York. I find the New York works better than the NY, so ESPN New York. Download it, and now it's, I mean, we are at your fingertips all day long. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Apparently, we've ruffled feathers here, and... 
We're never strangers to that, and we certainly welcome that as well. We bring in, I mean, really the voice of the station, who's probably on his way to Yankee Stadium as we speak, and became a little little angered when I said some things about him. That, of course, is my dear friend, Michael K. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm great. What's the matter? I'm not angry at you oh. at all. I, I, I was I'm led angry. to believe, I was told by my producer, you are furious at me right now. No, no, oh. no, no. I'm furious at him and all of those that are carrying a false narrative. I never said you don't deserve to be there. All I said was, why did I ask to go to that game and I was told no chance when you and Rick and, and uh, RJ were there? Not that you don't deserve to be there. I was told by a station higher up, no chance. Now, people that are blank stirrers, are trying to make it out that I said that you shouldn't have been there. Oh. You have more right to be there than I do. So I do not get mad at you being angry because you've been fed a false narrative, and I don't blame you at all. Okay, well, then you know what? I apologize for anything negative I might have said about no, you. because I was have to. No, I, I'd like to because I was led to believe that you were saying nasty things about me for going to the game, and I, well, I did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong, and I thought it was wonderful the way you reacted. I thought that's what sports is all about. I was simply hurt that I was told, again, by a station higher up, no chance you're going. Wow, that's, that's really hurtful. Right. That's what I was hurt about. Not about you, but instead, guys like Ty, a God-fearing man, <laughs> is, making, is lying just to make good radio, and that's awful. That real, it re- uh, Ty, what do you have to say for yourself? I mean, you, you have angered Michael, and now, in turn, without even knowing it, you've angered me because you're, 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 you're propagating nonsense well, is what I, you're doing. I feel stronger about angering Michael, to, uh, just to be honest, because that you know he's the voice of the station. That's uh, not uh, a, listen, I, I understand. Um, I, so here's, here's how I look at it. Uh, I, I don't th- and I understand Michael feeling disrespected by the higher-ups, but just bringing Dave's name up, to me, just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, why, why use Dave as, like, the comparison of, of who attended the game? Why, why did he have to make his way into the conversation? So I thought that, that in itself is a shot at Dave. It, no, uh, Ty, you are incorrect. And the reason is I was just naming people that were there that deserve to be there, and I felt that I deserve to be there as well as a talk show host, and the station does have a suite. And when I was to hold no chance, it's like a kick in the cubes, Dave. That's what it was. I don't blame the you. Cubes. I don't. I I would feel the same way that you feel as well. And you know what? You and I have a history in that suite together. We've had some great times in that That's suite right. together. Could you imagine the the frivolity we would have had if we were together on Sunday? It would have been beautiful. We would have been eating cake pops, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But instead, I wasn't allowed to go. But that was not the day I could go. The day I could go was not the, the, the final game. It was, uh, I think it was probably game five. So you asked for game five also, and we're told no, you can't get into that game? No, no. I, I never asked for game seven because, as Ty for once correctly said, I was on the road. So I couldn't go. Oh, so you asked but for... The, the time that I... Game game five, where the Rangers are down 3-1, there's probably game. not the same drama to the series. You couldn't even get into that game? No. Oh. No. No. I can't, I can't even believe you know it. What and I then think? what I heard is Dave, you, took, you took it right up the ladder. You went all the way to the top. 
and you acquired yep. four tickets for the game tomorrow, and and now right. because the Yankees were rained out last night, now you can't even go to that game. Well, I only wanted to go to that game because my son has been watching hockey with me, and he said, this looks great. I'd love to go and, and see what it's like. So I was working, and once again, I went to the top of the ESPN New York food chain, and I got told no chance again. <laughs> they told, they so then told I went to no. the top of the ESPN chain. Oh, we, we, are, we are absolutely phenomenal. We, we really are. We're, we're highly functioning phenomenal. Hey, are you in a rush or do you have a minute to answer a couple Yankees questions for me? Uh, I, I love you and I will give you as much. I'll, I'll be late to the game to answer your questions. No, I, that's the last thing I would want is to take you away from, from, from the Yankees. But, um, you know, I don't like the Yankees, but I think, I mean, th- and I didn't think they were going to be great this year. They are, they are rolling. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a better bullpen ever in watching baseball for a long time. They are sensational. There's not one guy that comes out of the pen that at a minimum is not very, very good. Starting rotation, great. Almost every position player, great. Why is it that Yankees fans, and I don't know if it's more than other fans, but it feels like it is. Why do they always have to complain? Why? Well, Boone can't do this, and Cashman messed up with this, and look how awful Gallo is, and Hicks. Your team is unbelievable, Michael. Because I think everything is graded, as Ty said, one thing that he said for true, um, everything's graded on a championship. And I can't blame the fans for feeling that way because they were kind of raised to feel that way. You know, George Steinbrenner said either a championship or failure, so... That's how fans look at it. And for a while there, it was exactly that. So, yeah, this is all fun and games, and I don't know why people can't enjoy it. Instead, they're looking at the warts. Now, are there warts? Yeah, but they've overcome those warts because they've got a really athletic, good team. But I think it's just they're they're trying to extend to October and see things that could go wrong there. So they look at Hicks and they look at Gallo and they go, you know, these guys aren't hitting that could bite us in October. And it might, but if you can't enjoy this, I mean, this has been a fun team. They don't just win, Dave, but they're, they're really fun to watch. So I, I guess it's just the mindset of the fan base that it's got to be a championship. It, it really, it, it's mind-boggling. I mean, you know what the thing is? If you can't enjoy the journey, then, then what's the point anyway? And I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing, but they are right now, in my mind, the best team in baseball. They have the best pitching in baseball. I mean, you know, first you beat the Orioles, which you, you can't beat the Orioles. Now you beat the Orioles. Oh, well, they're just the Orioles. Now the White Sox, they're pretty good. You hammer them. You beat up on the Blue Jays. Like, you're beating everyone in your path. And it, it almost feels like the Yankees fan is afraid to let themselves go and just be like, you know what? We are phenomenal, and we are expected, and we're going to go ahead and win the World Series this year. Like, like there's a little bit of hesitancy. Yeah, there is. And, and also, non-Yankee fans are saying, well, who have they played? Which I think is such a a terrible narrative because of the fact they've played who's on the schedule. I think next week is going to be very telling because Tampa Bay has not gone away despite the Yankees' great start. So they have four games in St. Pete. But I I think that Yankee fans, it was best summed up by Don LaGreca. They look at Cindy Crawford and they notice the mole. That's a great line. I love Don. Were you at all worried when he was smashing the microphone into his head the other day on the show? Yes, I was alarmed. Uh, he, he's got some issues. I think they're getting worse with time. And I think he's going to hurt himself. Yankee fans will be the ones that drive him. They will drive him over the edge. So I asked Rick this question on my show yesterday. You probably don't know his answer. I said of, of me, Don, P, 
Peter, Rick himself, or you, which one of the five of us is most in need of therapy? Where where would you go? Just the, the most in need? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's Don. I think it's Don. He said, see, Rick you said, said me, you, you think Don, and you're close to Don, and you think right now he, yeah. might, he might need help more than I do. Yeah, I believe so, because he can hurt himself. I think you can hurt others. I win! <laughs> it really, what, what, also, what, did what, you what, hear, now, I'm going I'm to stir it up a little bit. Uh-oh. So, you know, the big rumor about Don getting the devil's job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if Don gets that job... Uh, the the assumption is he has to leave the show because the devil's job is on MSG. The show is simulcasted on Yes. These two companies don't usually get along, so he would probably have to leave. Okay. So we had Rick on yesterday as a hockey guest, and I said, Rick, if Don left and you were chosen to be the third person on the show, would it be a tough phone call for you to Dave? He goes, I wouldn't even call him. I'd text him. If that... I've had, I've had co-hosts in the past that have left the show that haven't even reached out to tell me they're leaving the show. So I don't I don't believe for a second that he would reach out. I'm sure he'd be very happy with you. But you know what? It wouldn't make great radio. It wouldn't make great radio at all because you guys are so head over heels in love with each other. There'd be there'd be no anger. There'd be no vitriol. At least Don will will go to battle with you every once in a while. It would it would be nobody wants kumbaya on sports radio all the time. Well, then the best fit would probably be you, right? Uh, listen, I'm just, I'm just saying you and I have done a, a lot of radio in the past and I think, it, I think it was exceptional to be honest. Exceptional radio. You're right. But, I, but I'm not pushing for that. And I don't think Don's going anywhere. I think Don stays. Well, I, I, I wish for Don's sake, he does get the devil's job and it could be worked out that he stays. That would be the ideal. That would be the ideal. One more for you. And then, and then I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you got to go and I'm up against the clock and you know how, how, how sacred the clock is at the station. Um, especially at our station. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the Mets, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a real, God, it, it hurts. Scherzer being out. I mean, think about what they're without now. DeGrom, best pitcher in baseball, not even a conversation. Scherzer, top 10 pitcher. I don't think a conversation. McGill's been phenomenal. Now There's seven and a half games up at the moment. I know you guys have gone through the schedule as, as we have as well. When I get to, to June 17th, after this really brutal barrage, Four games. If I st- it's seven and a half at the moment. If I'm up by four, have I weathered the storm and I'm fine? Do you think? Oh yeah. Here's the way I look at it, Dave. If you could, if you could play 500 ball, 500 ball uh, until Scherzer and Degrom get back, you're home free because that would be trade deadline acquisitions of two of the best players in baseball. So I, I think they're in good shape. And the one thing that people have lost sight of, they really hit well. They have a great run differential. They, they're a good team. They're gritty, and they have the right manager to get them through this. I think they're in good shape because I, I don't think the teams that are chasing them are, are good enough. You, did you see the stat that the Phillies in their last 20 games are 10 and 10? In their last 50 games, they're 25 and 25. And in their last 100 games, they're 50 and 50. That's who they are. That's they're all they're going to be. The yep. only team that worries me a little bit, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, the, Bra- the Braves are daunting. But again... It's not nothing. Being up by seven and a half games on a team, even though we're only a quarter of the way through the season, that's a legitimate, legitimate lead. It really is. All right, Michael. You built, you built yourself a cushion. They, they really have. So, listen, I just want to promote this once again. Um, 
Monday after the Rangers win tomorrow, game three, a game you, in fact, will not be at, but could have been at. Uh, our show from 5 to 8 and your show from 3 to 7, we have pairs and pairs and pairs, each show individually of Rangers Hurricanes tickets. So I, I can't speak highly enough about you and about the tickets. And I'm sorry there's a, a, any confusion over what, what, what was said by you to, towards me. or. But or you know what? The, we work with a bunch of Vipers who, who look to hurt and drive a wedge between us, and I won't let it happen. That's why I called. Well, I appreciate you. Drive safely. Have a great call today. You're, now, you're not on the call for, for the game tomorrow night, right? Just the uh, just the first game tomorrow? Just the first game. Terrific. All right, listen. Have a have a great call today. A great call tomorrow. I'll talk to you soon, and I'm, I'm glad you called to clear that up. I am, too. Be well, my friend. Thank you. And that is really the voice of the station, Michael Kay. And what we now find out is Ty was just stirring the pot the entire time. And that, my friends, is Diamond Notes, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. He's not angry at me. He just wanted to go separate and aside from me going to the game. So I don't know who is spinning this narrative tie about that. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Let's get to the calls. Pasquale in Whitestone. Pasquale, good morning. You're on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Dave, happy Saturday. Was you that too, guy this morning that made all those excuses why we should feel good about the Rangers? It was ridiculous, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, that's, that makes it even worse. What is he talking about? Well, that's he, horrible. I, I will, I will say this, what. though. Pasquale, the, the only thing I'll say about him is he's not he's not a hockey guy, right? I mean, this, this is not his sport. So NBA, yes. Football, yes. Baseball, yes. Hockey, he, as he said to me earlier, I think off the air, he can volley with hockey, but he's not a hockey guy. But Let's I agree with you. I, I'm very concerned about the Rangers. Yeah, we should have the callers go up against him, and then maybe they should take his spot for the hockey conversations. Oh. All right, well, what's your point, Pasquale? You're, you're, you're obviously very upset Cry, about the Rangers, Cried as am Crider's line should be demoted. Let the kids get the first shot at the penalty at, when they're on the power play. That's the first thing. Second thing is, this is why we were good during the regular season, and we're not good in the playoffs. We're not built. You see that kid Smith on Carolina? He's like a train wreck to our players, and we used to have him. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Listen, you used to have a lot of these guys. Jesper Foss was a Ranger, right? D'Angelo. And D'Angelo would still be a Ranger if he didn't cause trouble when he was here. But you should be upset with the Rangers. The thing is, here, here's the thing. Carolina looks better. Pittsburgh looked better, too, though. Carolina looks better. Carolina is better. And all that being said, you should still be 1-1. Which was my point, Dave. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think... And here's the thing also. You're not emotionally invested. I am emotionally invested. Oh, stop it. Now, the, the question is to what degree, and obviously it, it pales in comparison to, to how you're feeling. But it, it, I wasn't saying that you should feel great being down 2-0 uh, against a team that many expected to win the series. You just feel away because Pasquale went right after you. And I, No, I think I feel stronger about your lack of defending me. Now that's two straight. I, I think I think your take was ridiculous. It's not a ridiculous take. You should be very upset when it comes to the Rangers. No, you right should now. be upset. How many times are you going to play with fire until you finally get burned? You just I, played with it, 
and now you get to play again? Dave, I understand being upset. All I'm saying is, like, the series just feels a lot closer than 2-0, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that you can, in a home game with essentially your season on the line, come out desperate and win tomorrow. I That's agree all with I'm that, saying. and I think you have a, a chance to win maybe tomorrow and Tuesday as well. Okay, so we're agreeing. Okay, but I'll tell you what. Hang on for a second. <laughs> all right? You're playing a team that's better than you. You've scored one goal in 125 minutes, and they haven't lost at home yet in the postseason. Okay, where are they so playing So you tomorrow? look at all these sunshine and roses. I look at reality. Are they playing at home tomorrow? Yes, they are. And no, Carolina's not playing Oh, no, home. the Rangers are. Yes, so you just said Carolina's undefeated at home. In the postseason, they won't be home tomorrow. They won't be home in game four. So I'm just trying to give you one goal. One goal. One. I get it. My top line has done nothing. Panarin looks lost out there. I'm not saying you should feel like you're on your way to winning a championship. Just don't give up so so quickly. I'm not giving up. I'm just I'm I'm hurt. Crazy things happen. I'm I'm hurt. Crazy. It's like a boxing match. I I my I'm bleeding over the eye. I I need the 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 cold pack and the the whatever the the jelly they put on the eye cuz I'm bleeding I'm the cut jelly, the little iron thing uh, so you're allowed Michael K and Pasquale to both just eviscerate me and you he had no idea or Well you lied about Michael. Me. You lied. I didn't lie. You lied. I just I mean I you thought said it was you said you no you you know you want I you wanted to drive a wedge is what you wanted to I do. I thought it was a little odd that he brought your name into a conversation about him getting don't some Rangers Don't you see yet? Don't honestly don't you see? Everyone brings my name into every conversation. People love you. They adore you. Like Jake said, he was at a big meeting yesterday. Jake, how many times was my name brought up at the big meeting you were on? I heard it was brought up quite a few times, Dave. Now, Jake, was this supposed to be on, you know, put on the air, or was that just a conversation that happened? That was a conversation that happened off the air, Dave. (laughs) We decided to bring it to our thousands of listeners. So thank you. You know why? Because we're an open book here. We. We're an open book, and I think that's why people adore us. I didn't say what was said about me. I think, and, he, and you didn't tell me either. You just said at a meeting yesterday, your name was brought up numerous times. Nothing puts you in a in a better mood than people complimenting you. It's amazing. I well, am I'm hot. Wouldn't you think that most people feel like that? No, but is it? I mean, would you go about your day feeling better if people were like, "Boy, Ty, you're great. You're so good. What a star you are, or what a schlub you are." Which would put you in a better mood? No, it's it's the it's the former. But can I just say this real quick before we get back to the calls? Yeah, I, I thought the question posed. I don't know who posed it. Uh, about which host is in most need of therapy is that's a gem right there. That was my question. That that is an app. Now, that, yeah, really, that was my baby. It really only comes down to you and Don, just from like the standpoint of you being a crazed like lunatic when it comes to your fandom and Don his his inability, I guess, to compose himself when when faced with <laughs> he like was smashing <laughs> a microphone on his head. But the best part of that, and the radio audience like wouldn't have seen it, but you can actually see the red imprint on his forehead. Like Fix that's that. that that's the best part of it. And then Michael's like trying to go to break. It, oh, everything so, it about was it so was good. fantastic. It was, it was so But it's good. a great question. Who's in most need of therapy? Most need of therapy. And so I, you would say me or you would say Don? I, I got to be prisoner of the moment and go with Don. Because, really? Like, he, he even said on his show yesterday that he, he goes to his phone and he's got not one but two missed calls from his mom. 
Like she was concerned <laughs> about him. <laughs> like when your mom has to call you during the commercial break of, of your talk show. Yeah, because that's interesting. She's concerned about your health and well-being. Hard to argue. You're not the one in most in need of therapy at that point. Yeah, he really could use it like a full like and and a full like not not the 50 minutes they shortchange it with those therapists like the full like a, a block it like a full afternoon and then like a full body massage because like Don you know just lay laying flat there on the, on his belly just you know get the shoulders. Imagine with therapy you got like the, the you got a rub down as you were getting the therapy. That would be yeah! awesome. That would be delightful. That you know what? I think we stumbled on something. John in upstate. John, good morning. You're on ninety eight seven. Dave, how you doing? Uh, right. You know what? Honestly, I'm not, John, I'm not in a great mood. No, me either. Me either. I'm. I'm. A, I'll tell you right away. I'm more than a half glass full person. Big Ranger fan, and I'm disgusted the way they played last night. The way they've been playing the whole last Pittsburgh series, most of it, but especially last night. No hustle, no heart. That shorthanded fox Ugh. getting beat to the puck, and then Kreider getting beat. They got a shot right on the goal on the shorthand because they were out hustled. They were out hustled all night last night. A pathetic sixty minutes of hockey. And yeah, I, I agree that the series isn't over, but I, I just don't understand it because all year they played really hard. That was their mark, and the coaching had them ready for after a loss. Glant had them ready every game. It seemed like I, I don't understand it. And the biggest glaring guy is Panarin. And I don't know how much you've talked about it, but I talked about I, it a lot, uh, and uh, and I agree uh, with you 100. percent Now I I have a feeling, and I even said this, John, to tell me if you oh you hung up on him, but I really feel that we're gonna uh, eventually when the Rangers are done, that you're gonna hear Panarin had this, like you know because he just he looks he looks like he's not himself. And how many times have you had that where that happens? It's like, well, this guy was injured with a, he had a, a torn hamstring. And it's never like a little thing. You know, he had an ingrown. It's never that. It's always like he was playing with a dislocated kneecap for the last three weeks. Like, it just, he doesn't look right. And, and you know what? In, in speaking on that, I got to give credit. Lind, Lindgren is an absolute warrior. He, he really, I mean, he's a warrior. Poor guy. We don't even know what the exact injury is. Every game, it's like, can he play, can he not? And he pushes his way through. And then last night, he gets hit in the face with the puck. And 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 I don't know what would keep this guy out. But you're right. I agree with you. Panarin and Kreider, too. I think I, think I saw the stat. Kreider has one shot on goal in the series. What, you, you need your stars to step up. And the Rangers' stars have not. Ryan in West New York. Good morning, Ryan. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, touching on the Rangers conversation, um, I know a lot of people seem to be surprised out there uh, going into the series. I, I saw them getting exposed here. Um, I know it's the postseason, but looking at the regular season, the Rangers were 28th in shots on goal. Uh, they only put more shots on goal than four teams Uh the Coyotes, the Kraken, the Blackhawks, and the Islanders. Meanwhile, we're facing a team who has allowed the least amount of shots on goal. So last night was a but. But Ryan, and, and you're not wrong with that. Did you did you think the power play would be would cost the Rangers in this series? Like, did you think the power play would uh, look awful? The Rangers also, to, to counteract your point, have had a 
dominant power play for the entire season. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect it to be as flat as it was. but It was terrible. That four-minute man yeah. advantage, was Ryan, was, was grotesque last night. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I do have to account that we're, we're playing the, the best skaters on the ice and the best defense in the league. And with the Rangers' production on offense, it just seems almost uh, impossible for them to get some chemistry and some momentum going against these guys. They're just losing the battle to every All puck. the battles. And, all, all, and the see, here's the thing, is, The floor here's check the is overwhelming. They, they just don't know what to do out there. They're, no, and they, and they never win a face-off, right? So, so you, and thanks for the call, Ryan. Your power play stinks right now. You don't win a face-off. You don't look and say they're, they're out there out hustling or out hitting. So, so how do you have a chance to win the series? I mean, right now, you'd probably say they really don't. Now, they have a puncher's chance because you come home and maybe you, you wind up stealing a game down in Carolina, but you can't feel good about where you are. And did I think they were going to win this series? No, I picked Carolina to win the series in six. But I think that, did I think the Rangers would look listless and their best players would, would be absent? No, I, I thought we would be talking a little, a little different tune two games in. Not that losing two games in Carolina is an embarrassment. But the way they lost game one, and the power play last night, and allowing a shorthanded goal, oh, a really tough pill to swallow. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, is always brought to you by Slowmans. Before we start, we're moments away from starting. We even had a little pregame snack with Richard from Manhattan. Uh, Ty, where are we with our yearly total up to this point? We stand at 211 and 38. That's nice, right? I mean, not bad. Not bad. 211 Fresh off of a 13-4 and performance just a week ago. Now, Jake, you're one of the four, aren't you? You got me last week, didn't I you? I got you last week, and you were going back and forth with the right answer, and you ended up going with the wrong one. So, yes, I actually pulled out a win last week. Are you involving yourself today? Because I'm told you usually have great questions. I am involving myself as I do every week. Okay. Well, all right, let's start. Ty, you ready? <sighs> I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. Uh, Luke in Connecticut. Luke, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good to be in the leadoff spot. Yeah, leadoff spot. You're the Ricky Henderson of Stump Rothenberg. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Who has the most Oscar wins all time? Most Oscar wins all time. Now, are you talking about like a movie or any category? No, cumulative. Every category, all time. So. I'd like a little clarification. Is it an individual? Yeah, Ty, is that unfair? It's an individual. Can, can, it's an individual. No, 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 that's fair. Yeah, because movies can win it. Yeah, that makes So, yeah, it's an individual in every category combined has the most. I think Katherine Hepburn has the most as far as um, 
females is concerned. <sighs> but uh, the male. Um. So it could be like three in directing and and and. Exactly, and, cumulative wins. Yes. Yeah. See, I I think Walt Disney has a bundle. But I'm confused if that's where you're going. All right, I'm gonna guess Walt Disney, but just for this one, if I'm wrong there, I'd like to I'd like to take a, a second or, or third guess. But that would be that would be my guess, Walt Disney. It doesn't matter the category, Dave. You always get it. No, that's correct. Okay, good. Yeah, I think he had like twenty something. Um so there you go. So that that's one and oh. That was a that's a nice question. That's not bad. That's right up your alley. Right up my alley. Right up my alley. Uh Connie in Westbury. Good morning, Connie. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Um, I'd like to know if you know who relieved Mariano in his last start. Um now when you say who relieved Mariano um in his last start, you mean you they mean took his, him out of the game. When, when, know, Pe- so when Pettit and... Peter uh, and Pettit could... Right, right. Okay. Um, God. So I remember that. Yankee Stadium. It was a guy that you never... It was like a... It was a Daly something? Was it Mike Daly or Matt Daly or something like that? You got it. Yeah, it's okay. Matt Daly. Matt Daly. All right. Yeah, she confused me with his last start, so she meant not his last start, his last, his last time with the Yankees. All right, so that's two and zero. Oh. Two and zero. How you feeling, Ty? Feeling good? Feel pretty good, man. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Gene in Woodbridge. Gene, you are on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, good morning. I am calling, also suffering from my worst case of gout ever, but I'm persevering to try and get through to stump you. You know, I've had gout. It's terrible. Oh, so, so, tell me about it. So, oh. Tell me about it. the worst ever, ever. Okay. Um, but you're getting me through it this morning, Dave. Good. I'm glad. Uh, NBA question. Two players uh, have led the league in total assists and scoring. And sorry, total assists and total points. Since 1970. Same season, leading the league in assistant points. That's correct. Two players leading the league in total points and total assists since 1970. All right, so Oscar Robertson would be one that I, I, I almost think it has to be Oscar Robertson. Now, not scoring title, most points. Is that correct? That's why I said total points, Dave. Yeah. Let's see what you've done here. All right. One doesn't equate the other. Yeah. So I think Robertson only won the scoring title once or twice, and it probably didn't equate to that same season. All right. Tiny Archibald, I believe, is one. But hold on. Let me think of the other. See, I don't think it's Westbrook. How did you segue from Oscar Robinson to Tiny Archibald? <laughs> they were on the same team. That's incredible. Because I'm I'm thinking back old time guys that maybe have done that, and I don't think Jerry West did it. 
and I'm confident it wasn't Westbrook. So, so, far, so far, you are correct with your with your uh, saying that they did not. Okay. LeBron. I don't think I, I can't I can't think of another one. Um. I don't. I don't think that Robertson ever won the scoring title and the assist title in the same year. You're way too early, Dave. Ty's going to yell at me because you're giving me hints, but it's not my fault. All right, I, I'm going to lock sorry. in Tiny Archibald, Nate Tiny Archibald. I'd like to lock him in. That is correct. Tiny is Tiny is correct. We need the next one. So I'm thinking Harden. Well, it's only fifty percent. Ding ding. Harden. Westbrook. Getting closer. Trey, did Trey Young lead the NBA in assists this season? Ty, uh, I can't. Ty, you want to help me out here? I can't help you out. It's Stump Rothenberg. Know, do you know that? God. Do I know what? I know yeah, the Trey. answer to your question. See, now I'm thinking could it be Trey Young. But Trey, Trey Young... See, he might have had the most. I don't most... think Trey knew it when I said the question. I don't. I don't think Trey knew the second one. Ty, I don't know that. I don't know that Trey is uh not is not Trey, but Ty. Sure. See, I know Embiid led the league in the scoring, but Embiid missed a lot of time. And I think there's the trick there. So I'm going to say Trey Young, hesitantly, final gently, final answer with Tiny Archibald. You got it. Oh, wow, what a performance this is. Ty, do you, I mean, Lord, you're good. Do you realize what just happened? I mean, the inner workings, more impressive than actually getting the, the answer correct. I mean, you, you just heard how the mind works. Love it, man. Uh, this is intriguing and concerning to me because uh, I don't think I'll get it right, but I'll, I'll try. Jay and Merrick. Jay is this a good question, Ty? No, it's a good question. Okay. Jay and Merrick, go ahead. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Uh, what was the first building in New York to be the world's tallest skyscraper? I think it's, I think it's the Wool- Woolworth building. Um, I think we got into that last week. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna oh God it's some insurance building. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Woolworth building and and hope that that's right. Incorrect. Um, the Woolworth building was actually the third Ugh. one in New York to be the tallest. Before that was the MetLife building, and before that was the Singer building on the corner of Broadway and Liberty. All right. Well, I didn't. Know, I don't even know the Singer Building. So there you have it. Put Jay on hold. Hey, you put that. you put landscaping. That's not landscaping. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask me like if you're if you're using a mower. <laughs> no. Like build. Uh, Landscape. I should have put the subject there. Yeah. I, sh- I yeah. should have been better about that. Uh, that's okay. He still got me three and one. Let's go, uh, Adam in Amityville. Adam, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. I wish I had a landscaping question for you, but I don't. I have a baseball question. Instead. All right. I'll take baseball. Here we go. So who are the three active players in the league right now who have multiple cycles to their careers? Mm. Does somebody just hit for the cycle? 
Um. Active players who have hit for this cycle. All right, so it's not it's not a ton of guys that have done this. Um. I think Yelich has done it because Yelich is. I forget he did it recently, and there's something with him that he's done it like three times or something. Okay, Chris Yelich is one of them. Yep. Yeah. And there's only three? Three active players on teams right now, correct. See, I would... Th I would think there'd be more. Didn't... I would... I'm, I'm convinced there's more. No? Because I'm having Not a bunch... on active teams right now. They're from free agents. Didn't Jake... Right Jake I thought Jake Cronenworth hit for the cycle. It's more than one right now in their career. Oh, it's more than one. Yes, who's got more than one? Okay, so Trey, Trey Turner has hit for multiple. That is number two. Yep, one more. Oh, God. Who else has hit for the cycle multiple times? Um, Freddie Freeman. Or Eddie there we Rosario. Go. Number three. You got it. Freeman is right? Okay. All right, we'll take that. Yep. So that's that's it. There you have it, Ty. What are we, four and one? You are four and one, my friend. That's not bad. Not bad. Stump Rothenberg part two on a Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I believe we're four and one through five. So we have a chance for, for a really, really good finish here. Uh, Jake... Would you like to play? Dave, I would love to play. I, I'm, I'm happy to have you again. All right. Well, I'm going for a winning streak. This is a streak, right? A two in a row would be a streak. Two in a row is a streak. Yeah. All right. So I'm going for my first streak of 2022. And we right. saw a lot of Game 7s this week. You know, you were there for NHL, but I'm going with Game 7 and the NBA. All right. Pretty straightforward. Which NBA player has the most points in a Game 7 game? In, in any one game? Not total, just one game seven game. I mean, I don't think it's Michael. Dominique Wilkins might be LeBron. Because LeBron had that 45-point game. Which one? In 2008. He also had one in 2018. He has two 45s? I don't... 2018. I believe it was against the Pacers in that Game 7 in the first round. I mean, you'd think you'd think either look like someone on the Celtics because they've been in so many. Um, this is I a really have... good one. He stumped me this morning. Oh, but how about Durant last year? Could it be that one? They lost. See, I wasn't thinking about someone that lost. See, Dominique had this wild game against against Larry Bird in '88 in a Game Seven, and I'm thinking LeBron 2008. But I think maybe Durant had more. I don't think anybody's ever had a 50. He stumped you, which would probably take LeBron out of the equation. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Durant last year, Game Seven, where he was stepping on the line at the end with the three. Durant, final answer, last year, Game Seven against the Bucks. 
Dave, after stumping Ty, I felt really good this morning, and you, my friend, just completely took back. Oh, I mean, for you, correct. Oh, yes. the buzzer was for you. The buzzer's for me. <laughs> oh, you got me so upset. I was like, oh, man. Uh, that is a loss for me, a win for you. And Kevin Durant last year, yes, in Game 7 versus Milwaukee, is the answer. He scored 48 in that game, just outscoring Dominique Wilkins with his 47, which you mentioned as well. Uh, so quite amazing. No one has ever reached 50 in a Game 7, but Kevin Durant last year with his foot on the line, we all remember that. Could have been a little bit more, but 48 points. And you guys mentioned LeBron James did it twice. He had 45 points. And the thing that's amazing about LeBron is one of those 45-point games was in 2008, and then he did it again in 2018, 10 that's years amazing. later. So yeah, he's just with a 10-year span. Oh, my God. Remarkable. Unbelievable. But, yes, Kevin Durant is the correct answer. So, Dave, now you are trying to go for that winning streak next week. So good job, my friend. Five just and a one. Quick bonus for your day. Yeah. Uh, so that's the single game of scoring. All-time game seven points per game. Points per, points points per, per game. game? Yeah. This is just a bonus. Does it have to be a minimum number of games? Or could it be like one game? I, there is a minimum, but I don't know the minimum amount of games. I just this uh, I, I don't I don't know. I'd have to think about this. And, it's and, LeBron. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna guess LeBron. LeBron John. But it would have taken some time. All right. Let's, uh, I don't love this because I'm not great with music, but let's go to Chris in Long Island. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning. Okay, so rock and roll classic, Black Magic Woman, written and performed by, first performed and written by who? Well, Santana? No, that's, that's why it's a good question, I think. Everybody thinks that's what it was. Famous band, famous band, but they were different at the time. Oh, I don't, I don't know. You got me. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's a loss. That's five and two. Put him on hold and let him let him participate in uh, in round two if he so would like. Uh, let's go to L.A. John calls every week. He loves Stump Rothenberg out across the country. John in L.A. Good morning, John. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going, Don? Uh, Dave? Sorry. Good. You almost called uh, me Don Lagreca. How dare you, John? <laughs> Yeah, three and seven against three and seven against you all the time, and I always call, but I never let you know. I love the the show with you and Rick and the Mike K show. You guys are the best on the podcast. Oh, uh, thank you. Very anyways, nice. Here's Very my kind. question, man. Uh, who is the who has the most deals in Yankees history? So he, only when he was with the Yankees, correct? Well, yeah, the all-time Yankee, you know, holder and steals. I think it's Jeter. But let me think about see Henderson obviously the most most steals all time having ever played with the Yankees. And Henderson might be two actually. But I, I think and I feel pretty confident. I think the answer is Derek Jeter. Well, is that your final question uh, final answer? And my final answer. Well, it looks like I'm three and eight all time. There you go. See you next Tuesday. Thank you. Chalk up another one. Chalk up another one. What is that? Six and two? Six and two. All right, let's go Gordon Woodbridge. Gordon, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, good morning. Good How morning. you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Gordon. Pretty happy with your record today? Six and two, I like it. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, you ready to add a three to it? Well, you're very confident. Go ahead. Okay, there have been 31 players in Major League Baseball history that have played in four decades or more. 
Name the one player who has played for the most teams. Of those 31? Yes. If it helps, he played for 12 teams. 12 teams. I wonder if it's Jamie Moyer. He, he played for a lot of teams. You know who else played for a lot of teams? Mike Morgan. Remember the pitcher, Mike Morgan? I'm looking forward to the daily double, Dave. Um, You're very confident. Uh, Messi, Jesse, Orozco, I think also played for, for 12. I mean, for uh, for, for uh, four decades. Carlton Fisk, I think was 60s through the 90s. Nolan Ryan as well. Jim Cott, Tim McCarver. And the one that I always remember was Minnie Minoso, but there's no way he played for 12 teams. 12, you said, right? Yes. All I right. Minnie Minoso uh, played in five decades, too, didn't he? Um, yeah, you might be right. Minoso, I think he pitched in 1980, so I think you are correct. But I'm not 100% sure on that. But that's not the question at hand. Um, no. I'm going to guess Mike Morgan. Uh, one all-star Dave. team, I think, was traded like six or seven times. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. I could be wrong, but I feel somewhat confident. Right-handed pitcher Mike Morgan. Good job, Dave. Ha! So how about that? He calls it all cocky, Ty. You ready to add that third Are you ready loss? To add a third loss there. He already penciled himself into the second round. The uh, the daily double. A lot of confidence there from that gentleman. Yeah, blew up. And how did it work out for him? Not well. Where are we? Seven and two. Seven and two. All right, you ready? Uh, we got two more if you want. Oh, you want it? I mean, we're gonna go way over then. I mean, the clock is just. Is it, is it a tool or a weapon? We need to break, <laughs> otherwise more people will die. It's something that we like to abide by sometimes, but you might like these two questions. So All right, why don't we quickly go to John in the car. John in the car, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, all right. Um, we're the only Power 5 schools to never win a national title in any varsity sport. Um, I mean, Northwestern has... Now I got to think of. I mean, I think Kansas State is one. And Virginia Tech. Yep, you got it. Look at you. Light work. Light work. Uh, all right. Are we? You want the I'm NFL ready. question? I'm ready for you. You're ready. Okay. Let's go with the the star of last night. Uh, he played in the game two. Kevon Looney, big fan of the show. Kevon Looney loves the show. Big fan. Now that's K E V O N. That is. In, in case you're actually scoring at home. <laughs> yes. Um, he went to uh, UCLA. He did. Uh, his teammates saw some action. Uh, Moses Moody. Moses Moody. <sighs> Arkansas. Uh, final answer. Yes. You don't sound sure, but you would I'm be not. correct. 
It's I was wondering why, this, like, as Dallas is blowing a 19-point lead, uh, Jason Kidd has this guy on the floor. God bless him. He had no idea why he was on the floor. Uh, Josh Green. Jo- How dare you talk about Josh Green like that? Hey, all due respect to him. He should not have been in that game. That the uh, moment was too he, big. He Australian, you know, by the way. He is. Uh, I think University of Arizona. I believe he was born in Sydney, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Okay. Uh, and that would be correct. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Oregon. Wow, pretty easy. How about a throwback? Uh, he was part of the, the Bad Boy Pistons crew for about a couple years. Uh, our guy, another big fan of the show, Adrian Dantley. Uh, Notre Dame. Wow, you are a magician. Right That's my real ass. 5-0, 13-2 after a 13-4 and four week. You, you're just nothing short of sensational. Good Thank Lord, you. you're good.